welcome back to the Bro Country Podcast. My name is Joey, and as always, I'm joined by... Hey man, it's Chris over here. What's going on tonight, Joey? Not a whole lot, man. Just hanging out. Another another day, another dollar, they say, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Another day in the, listening to country music. Hey man, man. What have you been listening to lately? Oh man, I've been all over the all over the the board, but I feel like um, uh, Kelsey Kelsey's new single, Kelsey Bellarini's new single, uh, "Half of My Hometown." That's pr- with Kenny. Kenny singing a little bit of background vocals on that. That's probably my favorite Kenny or Kelsey song since the very beginning of Kelsey. It's mm-hmm. kind of like just stuck in my head like crazy. I'm really liking uh, "I'm Not for Everyone" by Brothers Osborne. Their new single. That's I'm a good really one. loving that. And I'm still stuck on um, "Getting Over Him" by Lauren Elena and John Party. What about you? Man, I've been kind of all over the board earlier today. I was listening to Sinners Like Me. There you go. Had some random Clay Walker hits going. Uh, Country Squire, Tyler Childers. There you go. Sprinkled in with some heart and soul. I've been I've been kind of all over the place, man. That's right. Cool. Big, pretty diverse playlist here lately. But speaking of Clay Walker, I think we can jump into the news segment because we had some cool stuff happen this week. We did. We uh, surpassed 3,000 followers on TikTok, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's wild, man. I, I remember know, not like, that long ago, you were excited about 1,000, so think about yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. It's it's fun putting out those little videos and getting people to follow us and check us out. So, uh, But speaking of, I did a, a video. I made it like a little reel of uh, our like some of our favorite songs from 93, and uh, there was a Clay Walker song involved in that video, and he actually commented on the video with like a cowboy hat emoji and a thumbs up or something like that. It's yeah, pretty he's, cool. He's all over social media, isn't he? Dude, yeah, he's super interactive, and he he duets people all the time, comments their stuff, and replies to them, and he's he's super interactive. That's cool, man. That's all. Him and uh, him and Tracy Lawrence are doing five or six shows together this summer, but I don't think they're coming anywhere close to us. But um, I wish they were. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a show with uh, Randall King in Texas. I want to say. Oh, that's I'm, right. I'm yep. Pretty sure it's Texas. Randall King. We're both going to see him coming up. Yeah, yeah, he's coming to your uh, state fair, county fair. He's coming to a count, yeah, one of the the big county fair, probably about twenty five thirty minutes away from us. Gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, the wife and I are gonna go see him near Nashville in July, so I'm stoked for that. That'll be my first time seeing Randall. That's awesome, man. Hell yeah! But uh, there wasn't a whole lot of news this week; just a bunch of tours that were announced, which is freaking yeah. awesome because we've been yeah, absolutely man complaining and depressed about not having live music for the past year and some odd months. So that's it's been. Good news this week. <laughs> yeah, I guess the uh, the the Friday and Saturday uh, Jason Aldean shows down below Nashville went off uh, without a hitch, so that's a yeah. that's a good sign. Yeah, at the Bonnaroo Farm. Yep. Which unfortunately we didn't get to go, obviously, but uh, I did live stream it, and I know you watched some of it too. Um, it, it looked like a good show Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. he was cranking yeah, I, out I all the hits. Always put, yeah, he always puts on a good show. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's he's always fun live. And there, toward the end, he they well, it was weird because they had everybody separated in those pods that looked like they looked like bicycle racks that were like separating everybody. Yeah. And toward the end, he, uh, God, I can't remember what he was singing, but it was like one of the last two songs, I think. He like jumped down in the crowd and was <laughs> ripping those barriers apart and walking through them and getting everybody high fives and stuff. So that was pretty cool. That's cool, man. I'm like, what? what he's, it? he's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I wish we could take these bike racks and just throw them away and you guys be up here against the stage. But I'll tell you what, in August, that's going to happen. And then he like, I don't know. I, I don't think he said it all together, but he like 
led up to the tour and then announced the tour at the show, so that was pretty sweet. Yeah, and he's actually coming uh, to your to the main venue near you and to my big arena. So yeah. he's coming to both our hometowns. Heck yeah! Uh, back in the saddle tour, right? That's right. Who's the, yeah. who's he got opening for him? Hardy and Laney Wilson, and then yep. there are a couple shows where Hardy's not opening, and he's it's to be announced, I believe. Last time I oh, checked, and that one of those is your show, right? Yeah, yeah. The Cincinnati show at Riverbend uh, is actually I got tickets for my buddy and I are gonna go. And, yeah, Hardy is not on the lineup for that night. It's TBA, so I'm anxious to see who that is. Uh, he'll get somebody. <coughs> Morgan he'll, he'll get somebody good. No, Morgan's, Morgan's too big to open now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, co-headlining show at Riverbend. That'd be sweet. That's right. Probably not going to happen, though. What, what other, what other uh, shows uh, do we or do you have tickets to coming up there, Joe? Grab some of the Ashley McBride's uh, tour she just announced, actually. Uh, somehow I got through on the City Card member pre-sale. I don't have a City Card, but I don't know if they just opened it up to the public on Ticketmaster today or there was a glitch or something, but they don't officially go on sale to the public until Friday. But I somehow got two to a small little venue down in Cincinnati at Bogarts. It's That's a right, uh, man. super small theater. Like, really, like it does not hold that many people at all, and it's pretty much all standing room only. That's awesome. Yeah, I, you you tipped me off, so I got I got a couple too. So I'll, we'll probably head up that way um, with you. We'll probably be there. Yeah, I think it's oh, yeah. Labor Day weekend. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and it, I mean it's a real. We saw uh, Dylan Scott there a few years ago, I think, and I mean we were like right a, two or three rows back, probably. It was crazy. Oh, and Pris- uh, Priscilla Blocks opening for that night. Yep, Priscilla's opening. I gotta get my uh, the wife and I a couple of those block party hats that she's that's selling. Right. That's right, man. That's I mean, for a small little venue, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun night. Yeah, tickets were affordable as could be too, like twenty five, twenty six bucks or something like that, plus fees. I was yeah, I can't was, beat that. No, nah, I was like, that's gonna be a great show with Priscilla and Ashley. Can't beat that price. Yeah, absolutely. Man. And then uh, Blake Shelton announced a tour. I, I didn't see who was opening though. Did you see, did you catch that? I did. He's the last two or three tours that that Blake has done. I got to give him credit, man. He he brings back some of the some of the old oldies but goodies. I mean, he him and Trace Atkins are like best friends. So Trace tours tours with him a lot. But he's gonna have um, he's gonna have Martina McBride with him on about half of these shows. Shoo-wee. Yeah, Martina's gonna open for him. And oh gosh, there was one or two other people. He, he there was a bunch of people that he announced. He always kind of just like has random people. Uh, yeah, open open for him. So um, I haven't. We saw Blake the they, the country Superfest in Columbus two years ago. We saw or three years ago. We saw George Strait and um, Blake open for him, and it was at the Ohio State uh, Stadium. And that, and Blake was he was he was pretty awesome. But I haven't seen Blake that much. That, that I think that might be one of if not the only times I've seen Blake. You know, I'll be honest, man. I've never seen Blake live. Really? I mean, I'd he like puts to. on an awesome show. I mean. You know, old, um, old Red and Austin and um, some of that early stuff that everybody loves and then all mm-hmm. the new hits. I mean, he yeah, he put he puts on a good show. Yeah, yeah, man. I, we were going to go see him back in like 2013 when he came to Cincinnati, and that was back when I worked in retail, I believe, and we, we just couldn't make it happen with my work schedule at the time. But yeah, uh, my brother went with his uh, buddy or girlfriend at the time or something and was sending me like Snapchat videos. <laughs> so That's it looked like a heck of a time, but... Yeah, he's yeah. he's fun, but how, he's not coming to he's not coming to Cincinnati or to Charleston, so no. I'm not sure if probably won't be able to catch that. Yeah, I, I won't uh, I won't stress that too bad, but <laughs> yeah, I, I like Blake though. 
Yeah, but I, but it was a good feeling looking at my Ticketmaster account today and seeing like five shows in the lineup. Yeah, because you got you got um, what two or three Eric's, you got one or two <laughs> Luke shows coming up. Yeah, yeah, I've got Aldine. Well, if you, Randall King isn't in Ticketmaster, I got those through Eventbrite. But I've got those: uh, Jason Aldine, Ashton McBride, Eric Church, Eric Church, Eric Church, and Luke Combs in Chicago. Oh man. And probably, I'm sure, a couple <laughs> small ones sprinkled in here and there. <laughs> I just hope it happens, man. I just well, hope they I, all happen. I, I'm hopeful for the ones in Ohio, at least, because our uh, all our, whatever you call them, health mandates are getting lifted June 2nd. Oh, that's cool, man. So no masks, no social distancing, things can go back to full capacity, which I know a lot of people are worried about that, and I, I completely respect and understand that, um, you know, because the coronavirus was definitely, and is definitely a very serious virus to get, but... Um, I think that businesses are ready to get back rocking and rolling, and I think all the people that uh, shop at those businesses or you know frequent those businesses and arenas and events are ready to get back to normal. So, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there's through the through the summer at least, it's mostly going to be outdoor shows. And mm-hmm. you know, these 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 uh, venues they've had you know a long time now to figure out the best way to put these shows on, and they all seem really confident that that this is going to happen. So. Yeah, you know, and I think unless something you know just completely unforeseen happens, I think we're I think we're good to go. Yeah, I mean, in Cincinnati, they did this thing called I forget what the acronym stands for. It's called Dora. It's like drinks outside, something, something. They did it for opening day um, at down at the Cincinnati Reds. Like it's, they call it the Banks. It's like a bunch of bars and restaurants right by the uh, stadium. Yeah, and they didn't have like a major spike in cases or anything. So that was that was good to hear. And uh, Great American Ballpark, the Red Stadium, they're actually, from what I saw on their Facebook, they're going back full capacity, like June 2nd, like the first day they're able to. Oh, that's, so hopefully, that's good, it, hopefully it works out and cases don't rise and people stay healthy and safe. And that means uh, we're one step closer to full arenas again with concerts. So That's right. But yeah, man, uh, that being said, Alan Jackson has spoken out with this new album that he dropped. He has. Speaking of, I mean, what it's got... Um... 21 like songs. 20, yeah, 21 or 22, 22 songs 22, actually, it. isn't it? 21, 22. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've, I've given it one or two go-throughs. It is as traditional of country music as, as he's ever put out. And that says mm-hmm. something, because Alan is about as traditional as you can possibly get. And yeah. it is it, it is a very, very strong album. Very it's, strong Dude, album. it's incredible. If you guys yeah. haven't checked that out, go listen to it. It is country gold. Honestly. It is, it, yeah, it really is. I mean, back back to back weeks, Travis Tritt and Alan Jackson put out yeah. uh, put out new albums that you know they both got a lot of publicity, and um, I think Travis's album debuted at number four on the charts this week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure this Alan record's going to debut debut high. I mean, oh yeah, you know, it's well, it's, it's pretty cool a, to see. It's crazy to be in 2021 and seeing Travis Tritt, Alan Jackson, and Clay Walker still putting out new music that's quality, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely, man. Not that I would expect anything less from those three, but I'm just saying, like, it's just crazy to think that after the tenure of their careers, they're still putting out just amazing music. Yeah, I mean, I think that just says a lot about country music. You know, I mean, a lot of genres of music are just kind of like flash in the pan, one-hit wonder kind of stuff. You know, in country music, once the fans love you, they're going to love you forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Diehards. Absolutely, man. But yeah, I mean, he. There's been a ton of interviews and stuff that he's done talking about how country's gone, and he's kind of pissed off about the state of country music, and that that's no secret. I mean, he's kind of talked about that for a while. But he, this 
yeah, album was just sure. kind of a statement. I think we've even talked about a couple of songs uh, when he released those few. Uh, was that last month? I believe. Yeah, one of them is where Where have you gone? Um, which I think might be the title track to the to the record. Yeah, um, I mean, the, it, he's gotten some publicity this week, y'all, and I almost think that maybe he says this kind of stuff in the interview so that he will get will get publicity <laughs> because he's he's you know it's, I mean him and George recorded Murder on Music Row probably twenty or twenty five years ago, so yeah. he's kind of been <laughs> saying this same thing for for a long time. I mean, one of the one of the interviews that that I saw, he said. Uh, quote, country music is gone, and it's not coming back. It's like the 1980s again. I'm a 62-year-old. I'm not some 30-year-old stud. It's not the same, but somebody has to bring it back because it's not just people in their 50s. People all the way down into their teens and 20s are craving country music. Um, that article was on uh, tasteofcountry.com. And, um, I mean, you know, we could get into that, but, I mean, that's just, you know, he, for one thing, he... You know he deserves to have his opinion because if there's somebody yeah. that is an expert on traditional country music, it's Alan Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. I would almost disagree with that completely. That not I don't com- excuse me. I don't completely disagree, but I slightly disagree with that. I think we've got some guys and gals that are, you know, even in the mainstream that are more traditional now than it was oh, in yeah. 2010 or 12 or 2013 or 14. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, you know, you know that I agree with you there. I mean, if you, if you look at what happened, what was happening in 12, 13, 14, 15, I would, I would probably agree with what he was saying, but yeah. I think it's definitely swung back the other way a little bit. And you can find a ton of really good country music. It just may not be on country radio, and I think he's kind of more leaning towards the stuff that's on country radio, and yeah. I won't throw any artist names out there that he's probably referring to, but you guys can probably assume who he's talking about. Yeah. But... I don't know. I mean, you, speaking of guys and gals that aren't, you know, what he's talking about. I, I mean, John Party, Luke Combs, yeah. Riley Green. Yeah. yeah, you've got some guys. Co- Cody Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson. Uh, Ashley yeah. McBride. I mean, Randall uh, King is up and coming, Randall but King, I yeah. mean, he's as country as it gets. Yeah, I mean, uh, but Childers. I think also part of it's just you know, m- new music is made by young people for young people, yeah. and. Once you're to a certain age, that's the music that you love, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, you can't you can't fault him for that, you know. No, not at all. And then when you, I mean, when you listen to the album he just put out, that I mean, that is country music, you know. No yeah, question. I mean, it's it's as country as it gets for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Alan's a legend. We love him. Absolutely. Love the new project. You guys need to go check that out. But anyways, Chris, what did the charts look like, man? We I don't think we've talked about the charts in a couple of weeks, so go ahead and hit us with some facts. Let's see, man. Um, number one album this week is Morgan Again. Um, I Ooh. think it's his 12th or 13th week at number one on the country album chart. Um, the number one hot single this week is Forever After All. Just nice. absolutely zooming up the radio chart, too. It's already up to number three. It I feels like that. it just became a radio single like six or seven weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I think you know, some radio is singles... It? I'll go ahead. Uh, it's at number two or two. three. Uh, the, num- the number one song this week is Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s by Sam Hunt, Sam which Hunt? I think is his his third or fourth number one off of off this second record. And um, But, I mean, even that song. And Sam is a, Sam is a you know, a star. I mean, he's a, probably mm-hmm. a second-level star right now. But, I mean, that probably took 30 or 35 weeks to reach number one. And, yeah. I mean, Better Together was just number one about eight or nine weeks ago. And Forever After All is going to be number one again probably in two weeks. <laughs> 
I mean, it's Gosh. it's pretty crazy. It's what pretty is that? Crazy. That's gonna be twelve for Luke. It'll be eleven. It'll be eleventh. Yeah. God, dude, anything, everything he sends the radio just flies up. I know, man, and I mean, based on everything that he has said recently, we are not getting another single from this album. So, holy we, smokes! I think it's. I think. I think it's. You know. I think we we need to be prepared for the lead single from album number three. So, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a fun second half of the year for for Luke fans. I think the the prequel part two. <laughs> I mean, with as many songs as he is as he's played, I think I mean, he could put out a ten song project right now just of songs that he has performed that are not released yet. Oh, I know. And I mean, yeah. imagine how much time he's had to write just being quarantined at home this past year or so. Oh, I know, man. It's Couldn't imagine what he's got in the arsenal that he's about to drop on us. Yeah, and Luke is, he's one of the only artists that, I mean, the he, he postponed his tour from last year, so he mm-hmm. hasn't had to announce any new dates. Um, so I think he's got... Um, there's there's a few sh- new dates I think, but it was is just there like a few new dates. Yeah, like the show we're going to I think was going to be a different date, but it got moved like four a day or something. Like yeah. it was not a big deal. I think it's just because yeah. it fell on a weekend last year, and then it was going to be like a weekday, and I can't remember. Yeah. But no no big major changes that I'm aware of. But I think that's probably like uh, Chicago and New York. I think that's the end of the tour. So mm-hmm. what our Chicago to, our Chicago shows what first week of November something like that. Yeah, eleven five. Yeah, so I, I would say that the end of this tour is kind of going to be the end of, of this kind of, you know, cycle era. for Luke. Yeah, yeah, era era of Luke, yeah. It'll be cool to it'll be cool to see these shows coming up because there's a good chance he's going to he's going to drop a couple of these unreleased songs in, in the set list. Yeah. And the stuff he's been playing unreleased is super country too. Absolutely. Like storytelling, man. good music, like just awesome lyrics. I can't wait. Yeah, it's I can't wait, man. I think it's going to be a lot different than what he's put out. I mean, not a lot different because it's Luke, but I think it's going to be quite a bit different than the last two projects. Yeah. But I we'll agree. see. I'm ex- Either way, it's Luke. We love Luke. You all know we love Luke, so we're ready for it. That's right. <laughs> but I don't even think we've told the listeners what we're going to be talking about. We had to uh, impromptu change our plans. We were going to have Mr. Sam Coon on tonight for a, a Q&A interview like we do. Um, but due to some last-minute scheduling conflicts, we had to reschedule for hopefully next week. So, um, yeah, everything's good with everybody, but Sam just had to uh, take tonight off to uh, do, take care of some other things. So we'll hope to have him on next week. But um, we decided to go ahead and still give you guys an episode, and we're going to be talking about Thomas Rhett's latest album, Country Again, Side A, which is the first part of the double album that he's got. Absolutely, man. This is um, probably other than... Probably other than obviously Morgan and Eric's uh, double album, this was you know this is probably the the next biggest release that we've had so far this year. Yeah, it's 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 good. I mean, it's really good. Thomas has had just an interesting career overall. You know, I mean, being the son of Red Akins and you know coming into country music and crushing it kind of from the beginning. He's just his style has changed so much, and now he's reverting back to the country sound versus the more poppier country sound that he was you know doing for quite a while and i i love this project man i thought so far i mean i haven't heard the second album of it yet but um, i don't know man it's good i think it's great yeah i mean it's it's uh i think as a as a full project it's pro- i mean not a full project because we're going we're probably going to get another 11 or 12 songs later in the year but uh, it's as i feel like it's probably as good as anything that he that he's put out really yeah, it takes me back to uh, 2013, kind of, where he put out It Goes Like This. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And you've, you've got songs like Beer with Jesus, um, It Goes Like This, you know, Make Me Wanna, those types of songs, just more country-sounding songs. And, I mean, Thomas has a, a rabid fan base. I mean, every you know, he sells out shows. People have stuck with him over the years regardless of what he's put out. Because even his more popular country-sounding stuff isn't bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, you've got uh, Life Changes was an awesome song. Yep. Great. It was a good album. I mean, the whole the whole album was great, I thought. And he's got, you know, he's got the love songs and stuff like that. But he really wanted to make a statement with this album that, you know, he's taking time to reflect. And I think it's just a growing album for him that he is kind of just going back to his roots and trying to put out more traditional stuff and just being more country. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I read an article that said that um, that he all all that he was trying to do on this album was to be the best songwriter that he could be. You know, and they're definitely it's definitely a songwriting project. I, f- I feel like probably nine of the eleven or ten of the eleven songs are just kind of um, kind of acoustic storytelling songs. You know, there's one or mm-hmm. two on the back end of the album that's a little a little popular, but um, for the most part, it's 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 a it's a pretty stripped down for for Thomas. Um, um, kind of project, which um, you know, if you're if you're gonna name an album country again, then it better it better be it better be pretty country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's only maybe like one song on here that wasn't super country, and it was that collab with Hardy, which it's had mixed opinions. I've seen some people really liked it, and some people didn't like that. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I, you know, it it didn't seem to really fit the overall theme of what he was going for on this project. But it wasn't horror. It's not the worst song I've ever heard, and I like Hardy. I like Thomas Rhett. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I'm I'm thinking though that it probably could grow on me because it's yeah. really it's so different than the rest rest of this record. It would not surprise me if if it's a single though. Just it's because definitely it be, single material. Yeah, exactly. It almost feels like the only reason to put it on this album is 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 you know for a, like kind of a late summer um, radio single. You know, yeah. after Country again. I could see that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's crazy because Thomas just turned thirty one, and mm-hmm. this is his fifth album, and two or three of the albums had deluxe releases. So yeah. he has been releasing music since he was like twenty one, twenty two years old in the mainstream. You know, in the mainstream, pretty, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. And like I said, good stuff, building like a rabid fan base from twenty one years old till now, and just putting out quality music that people have stuck around and listened to over the years. It's pretty impressive, really. Yeah, I mean he, I mean Thomas is um, for sure, you know, a headliner. He has had some two or three of the biggest songs of the last decade. I mean, you know, Die, Die a Happy Man is probably the biggest song that he had. I think it won um, Song Single of the Year at the CMAs and and the ACMs. Yeah, you know, he's won, he's won. You know, he tied last year with Kerry for Entertainer of the Year. He's won Mel um, Artist, Mel Vocalist a couple times. I mean, you know, he's definitely established himself in that upper echelon of the of this next um, group that's coming coming through country music yeah most definitely and die a happy man i'm looking right now on spotify it's got 409,342,712 streams just on spotify alone that's wild and this is obviously his most popular song like you mentioned but that's yeah that's that's insane that's a ton of streams (laughs) yeah that's awesome it is but yeah, I mean, he definitely was, I think, you know, like I said, he's trying to make a statement with this album. Uh, I mean, you're, the title track, Country Again, it you know, it comes off kind of checklisty, I'm not going to lie. You know, he's checking the boxes of being country, but it, it fits well, and it was well written. 
and it, it's you know it's telling a story about just him rediscovering himself you know yeah and i mean there's a ton of uh like just references like the just the opening opening of the song i quit hunting with my daddy guess i didn't make the time and it's been a year since i've seen a deer had a small mouth on the line the other day i hooked a monster and as i reeled him in i thought man it feels good to be country again just awesome. a fun play on the country lifestyle and how he hasn't done it in a long time, but then he was back at it. And then I, th- I forget the exact lyrics, but the uh, part where he talks about getting his boots out of the closet and he hasn't taken them off since or whatever, and uh, cracked some cold ones with his buddies and cranked Eric Church up to ten. That's right, man. He 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 drops Eric's name a couple times on this project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Well, and he I think. I want to say he's uh, always kind of talked about Eric being an influence of his and being a huge church fan too over the yeah, years. For, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, I would say, you know, Thomas probably gets lumped in with the bro country um, era a little bit, but he's really not bro country. I mean, Mm-mm. it's, you know, I mean, he's been married to Lauren almost this whole time. He yeah. doesn't really have a lot of, like, this is a, weird word but like smarmy kind of music like it's i mean you know he's 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 got a lot of he's had a lot of pop singles yeah but i wouldn't necessarily call him bro country you know what i mean yeah it's not just all about tailgates and truck beds and beer and women and you know it's not like that yeah definitely poppy i I would say more pop country than bro i think i think there's a fine line between bro country and pop country and people kind of just fuse them together you know what i mean yeah for sure but i think there's a little bit of a difference there and you're talking bro country you're talking you know luke bryan and 2013 14 15 16 florida georgia line line. sam hunt i would say is probably a bro um you know but and here we are talking about bro country on the bro country podcast but not because we only listen to bro country it's because we're two bros talking about country music that's right. <laughs> I think it. That's I think the right. title of the podcast throws people off. They're like, "Oh, bro, country podcast." Oh God, they don't know who Waylon Jennings is. What? They don't know Johnny Cash. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're 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 about to spit some Waylon knowledge on 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 the listeners <laughs> yeah. here in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, we'll be covering uh, Waylon here. Well, if we'll probably have Sam on next week if the scheduling works out, and then Waylon after that. So it should be fun. But, that is, yeah. That'll be fun. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I mean, this is a good statement project for Thomas. I think it was awesome. Um, I, I'm excited to see. I, I mean, the sales weren't that great, man. But I'm excited to see what this does for him. You know, going forward and the way it kind of morphs his style again. Uh, going yeah, forward, I mean, but, like you said, the sales. You know, the the album debuted at number two on the country chart, which you know it was um, competing obviously with Morgan and Luke and and these guys. And it's only got 11 songs on it. Um, we'll mm-hmm. talk about the marketing of that and what our opinions are here about that here in a minute. But, you know, I mean, when when you're competing against a superstar like Morgan's album that has 30 songs on it, and you release a project that has 11 songs on it, you know, you're probably not expecting to, to take the number one spot on the country album chart that week. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think it did 46 equivalent units the first week, which is not bad, but probably not as good as you would expect um, a format superstar like Thomas to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once you get as far into Thomas's career as, as he is, people are kind of just, um, they, they've kind of already formed their opinion of you. Yeah. And this is, this is kind of his, his, um, 
his chance to maybe try to change that opinion a little bit. So it may have rubbed some of the people, some of the people, not not necessarily the wrong way, because I don't think any of this music would rub anybody the wrong way, but it might not be what some people were expecting from Thomas, you know? Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you, and I think that, uh, I think you're exactly right. That's exactly how I feel about it, and I think that it's, it's different than what he's been putting out for the past, oh, I don't know, six, seven, eight years or so. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's quite a bit different. And, you know, he's kind of built that fan base around the more upbeat, poppier type of stuff. And, and that's totally fine. You know, people enjoy that stuff. I enjoy a lot of those songs. But um, it's just what he wanted to put out. It, it was kind of like a, like, let me put out this double album. We're going to put 11 songs on it. It's going to be as country as I can make it. Boom. I don't, you know, don't yeah, care if it sells a ton of units. I just want to put out what I want to put out. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, you know, he already the record already had a had a huge number one record on it before it came out with "What's Your Country Song," and yeah. "Country Again" is the second single. It's flying up the radio chart. So, I mean, Thomas is always going to you know sell out big shows, and he's going to continue to have huge radio hits. Which you know, that's really as far as keeping yourself at the top of the game. Those are probably the two most important things: is can can you sell out shows? And are you continuing to have big radio hits? And he's definitely doing that. Yeah, most definitely, man. So, I mean, out of 10, man, what would you rank this album? Oh, gosh. Um, I would probably give it like a 7.5, probably. 7.5 to 8. I mean, I really, I really, um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's a strong rating. I was going to give it a 7 out of 10 myself, so I'm yeah. right there with you. Yeah. So... But yeah, I think we can go ahead and uh, rank our top five out of 11. What do you say? Let's do it, man. All right. So for those of you that may be new here, what Chris and I do when we talk about a new album or an artist and a certain album or uh, an artist in general, we like to rank our top five to 10 songs, depending on how big the project is. And uh, we usually start at five, go to one. Uh, So I'll go ahead and kick it off at number five. I've got To the Guys That Date My Girls. That's a good one, isn't it? It's a good song, yeah. And I, I think I saw a video of him singing that live at a show, maybe. I might, I might be crazy right now, but I'm pretty sure I heard him sing that unreleased at a show. Like a video went viral, or maybe he did it acoustically. I can't remember, but um, it's, a, it's a really good song. What do you have at number five, man? Number five, I've got one of the pre-release tracks, um, Want It Again. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah I really... Um, I th- um, most of, like for people that I love, I don't like the pre-release tracks because I want the whole album. But somebody like Thomas that that I like and I have followed his career, but I would not consider Thomas, you know, probably one of my you know three or four favorite acts. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the pre-release tracks because it's like, oh, okay, there's a there's a new song from Thomas. Let me check that out this week, and then I listen, and then I get to listen to that one song a couple times. And uh, this song, wanted again. Um, definitely has grown on me because I because it, I got to listen to it a lot kind of by itself there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a good one. Most definitely, man. Number four, I've got Growing Up. Growing Up, that's a good one. Yeah. One of my favorites. I really like that one, man. What, what about you at number four? Number four, I've got the lead single, um, What's Your Country Song. Nice. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah, I like the acoustic version probably better than the than the studio version, but it's just a... It's a kind of a country anthem that that I'm sure will be one of the one of the best songs live in his oh, show. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. God, I haven't seen Thomas live since he was an opening act. Is that horrible? I've well, not maybe, seen him uh, headline. 
if we can get cheap cheap tickets the summer we might we might catch <laughs> we him might hit him up the river got a he's probably got the best maybe the best lineup out there this <laughs> this year yeah. he's got gabby opening for him. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, gabby barrett that that's pretty wild yeah that's awesome like she's the third act she's the first act so um, i'm sure they locked that in probably before the pandemic yeah. or at the beginning of the pandemic because i i read um Parker Parker McCollum is the third act for Dirks, and um, he said that they had signed those contracts, like you know, at the start of the pandemic, yeah. and that he just wanted to, you know, go ahead and honor it, and and you know that he had been offered middle 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 spots on a tour, and he just wanted to go ahead and honor that, and you know, live up to his word. So I'm guessing that they booked Gabby to open for Thomas, like mm-hmm. maybe before I Hope was even as big of a smash as it was. Oh um, yeah. But that's a pretty, and then Cole Cole Swindell is the middle act, so that's a yeah. that's a pretty good lineup. Solid, yeah, three really three is. great artists. So I'm, might be one worth getting some tickets to, man. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. That's right. Uh, but yeah, number three, I've got where we grew up. Oh, that's a good one. So yeah, it's a fun one. I've got uh, number three. You heard. You heard the nice. last the, the last track on the album there. That one's really good, actually. I, yeah, it really is. Didn't make my list, but that, that you know, that, ah, that was a really good one. I didn't even think about that one. It's a good one. But number two, man, I've got the tearjerker of the album, Heaven Right Now. Oh, shocker there. I know. I was not I, expecting you to have that at number two. I almost had it at number one, man. That one, I did not know what to expect when I, and when I first heard it, man. It just hit me right in the chest because he says a line about... Um, God, when I hear Air Church sing Sinners Like Me, I crank it up real loud. I wonder what you're doing in heaven right now. Yeah. And Sinners Like, you know, for those that don't know, I lost my father last December, and uh, we played Sinners Like Me at his funeral. And, dude, when I heard that, it was just like my eyes started to water. I was like, oh, my God. And uh, it was, I don't know, it just, like, really hit a hit me in the chest and, I mean, it's a song that he had written for uh, him and his wife's friend that had passed away a ways back, I believe, if I remember the story right. And at the end of the song, they talk about how they still wear his bracelet out or whatever, and it's just, like, super emotional and such a well-written song. And it's one of his best, in my opinion, that he's ever put out. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I agree with everything you said there. Absolutely, brother. What do you have at number two? Number two, I have got Growing Up. Yeah, that's a good one. I've, I feel like he really probably should have named this record "Growing Up" instead of "Country" again, because yeah. to me, it's like it's like a, it's it really is about him grow, you know, becoming a man and growing up and and making more mature music, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, 100%. it's definitely it's definitely one of my one of my favorites that he's ever done. Most definitely, man. Man, what, number what one. Got, what do you got at number one, there, Joe? This is gonna be a shocker, probably. Just because it is the statement track, I've got Country Again at number one. Oh, you love that one. Yeah. I, I would put Heaven Right Now at number one, but I was like, I don't want the, the sad one to be my number one. So I went with Country Again for obvious reasons. It's, as we've you know said a couple times tonight, uh, Thomas Rhett making a statement, talking about giving up that city lifestyle in L.A., going back to Tennessee and his roots in uh, Georgia, I believe is what he says. And Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just super country and him just you know admitting hey i changed up to do this for a little bit but now i'm gonna go back to who i really am and i think that takes a big person to be able to do that and make that statement through music so number one 
I, I did not have that one in my top five, but I very easily uh, could have because I love I love that I love that record, and it's a it's a pretty uh, it's definitely different than any of the other radio singles that he's ever put out. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Speaking of that, what you have at number one? Number one, I've got what you had at number two, Heaven Right Now. Heaven Right Now. It's a it's a powerful song, and I think there's a good chance that it's gonna um, be on my year end chart. I think. Yeah. It, yeah, it, I mean, it may be one of, the, one of the best country songs I've ever heard, man. Yeah, it's really good, man. It's so good, but... Yeah, so that was a solid top five. I mean, there's only 11 tracks on this part of the project, so we'll we'll have to do the other project, or the other half of the project when it comes out and rank a top five off that. Usually we we wait until both pieces are out and we kind of talk about the full thing, but we figure we'd go ahead and knock this one out tonight and uh, yeah, talk about it. He hasn't, yeah. He hasn't released any details about the second part, so it's hard to tell when it when we're gonna see it. I would, I would, I would expect probably you know November, December, somewhere in that range. That's what I'm thinking because he said later in the year, from what I read online a, a month or two ago. But who knows, man? That's when, right. when, maybe we'll get it in August. <laughs> you never know. We'll see. Maybe July. Sometime <laughs> this year. That's right. Maybe we'll get a couple of Luke singles in between now and then. I hope, man. Golly, but. Anyways, man, that wraps up Country Again Side A. You got any final thoughts on it? I, it's, you know, he's, uh, I think he's definitely made a turn for the, for the I don't want to say for the better, but just, you know, for the more mature countryside of, I mean, you know, Thomas has, he grew up in Nashville. His dad is Nashville royalty. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's got a great voice. He's a great songwriter. He can do whatever he wants. So I'm glad, I'm just glad that he, that he, that he, uh, took this direction yeah i mean and speaking of his dad he you know he's kind of just made a name and a career for himself too you know what i mean it's yeah, not like he absolutely. really lived off his or you know lived off his dad's name necessarily i think he's a very talented writer a very talented artist he has a great voice um he's an awesome performer and i think you know he, he may have been blessed with the genes of his father and having some connections maybe but i mean I th- overall he's a amazing artist and performer and uh, deserves everything he's got so absolutely man he's definitely one of the um i don't know what do you think definitely one of the probably the five biggest art biggest artists that's came out new in the last you know eight to ten years you know oh for sure definitely definitely yeah. i would say top five in the last eight to ten years for sure yeah i mean i you know i was trying to think i mean i mean you've Luke, got morgan sam thomas and you know before then you got to go back to luke bryan and aldine really yeah yeah, so you, I mean, over the past 10, 15 years, you've got Thomas Rhett. Well, we'll go back a little bit. Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, uh, Thomas Rhett, Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, Sam Hunt. Yeah, They're Stapleton, just, but they, he's kind of different. <laughs> yeah, Stapleton's a little different style, obviously, more traditional. Yeah. But, I mean, Stapleton's obviously a powerhouse in the last decade as well. And, yeah. I mean, Church has always been around. He's always been up there. But Rhett, Rhett is definitely in that conversation. I mean, he's nominated for awards all the time. He wins awards. I mean... Yeah. He's definitely not like a, a middle act by any means. He's he's one of the top guys right now. So he yeah he really is. And this album cements him. You know. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm I'm here for it. I, th- I hope he keeps it up. And I mean, I I would still listen to whatever he puts out just because I, I am a fan of his. I mean, I'm not like kind of like you. I'm not a super fan of Thomas, but I do enjoy most everything that he puts out, whether it's poppy or not. And I just hope That's he right, sticks man. this country sound because it, it really takes me back to when I first discovered his music and I, I just really enjoyed that Thomas Rhett, So I agree, man. 
But yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up this week, man. I don't have anything else. You got anything else you want to throw out to the listeners tonight? I think we're good. I think they need to go follow us on social media, though. Go check us out. We're everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search Bro Country Pod. You'll find us. Um, Check us out on there and let us know what you think. Give us some comments. Let us know about any upcoming content you guys would like to hear about. I would definitely appreciate you guys listening in. And as always, until next time, keep it country and take care of each other.